This is the Ottawa Podcast number 18. My name is Keegan Ahn. Beside me is Rob Attrell and Amon Bashir, who are my co-hosts. And our special guest, Dr. Rina Yaroshevsky. Hello. Hi. Oh, I almost messed up your name. How, how would you rate <laughs> the pronunciation of the name? That was very good. Really? I could do a Polish. Your Polish is getting very good. Yaroshevsky. Is that it? Oh, that's plural, actually. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> trying to show off now. <laughs> um, yeah, we're very happy, excited and happy to have Arena on the podcast. But true to form, we are going to uh, introduce this beer that we are drinking. Yeah, so what we have this week is from St. Amboise. And we have a very special fall pumpkin ale. Uh, so have a taste and let me know what you think. Uh, so they, they describe it as a magical potion that casts a potent spell with its well-crafted blend of blonde and caramelized malts, gentle hop, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, cloves, and pumpkin. I can definitely detect all the, the different spices. The one thing I think about when I, I have pumpkin anything is whether it's too much. You know, mm. I know uh, Clock Tower Brewery has a pumpkin, uh, sort of like a, an in-house brew, and it's it's pretty good. But, you know, when I've had different pumpkin teas, for example, and I, I forget which one I had, but it was just disgusting and it turned me off pumpkin for a whole season. So wow. there's such thing as too much pumpkin. I think this has a nice balance. Interesting. Because this, I, I don't drink, like I've never had a pumpkin or a pumpkin spice latte, whatever, yeah. it, whatever it is, the pumpkin tea. I don't, okay. I don't do those beverages. Sure. And so this seems like a lot of pumpkin because I'm coming from, from no pumpkin. like pumpkin pie. Ah, this, so this seems like a lot compared to pumpkin pie. Like well, this it, it hits you strongly. This tastes like pumpkin pie. It does. It not? Yeah. All right, pumpkin pie beer. Yeah. What do you think, Rena? Well, not a connoisseur of beer, but I don't know. I feel like it can taste more of like the like the caramel than the, what you were saying than the pumpkin. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I had a pumpkin beer on vacation a few weeks ago, and it did not taste like pumpkin <laughs> at all. It just tasted like beer. So I was going to say the opposite is also bad. When they bill it as pumpkin beer and it's just beer, but I mean, at least that's tolerable. I mean, it, at least it's still beer. But we it have depends, too much pumpkin. It depends if you want beer or you want pumpkin. That's what are you drinking for? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm drinking for pumpkin primarily. Are you, I'm, I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> Rena, are you uh, are you much of a beer drinker? I've become a beer drinker. Um, uh, not so much. Before we went to Germany a couple of years ago, two two summers ago, and right. uh, we went to Berlin, Munich, and then went to Czech. So like really great place to have beer. So I really fell in love with amber beer that I had, I think, in Munich, and then just afterwards I really got into like the darker German beers. Great. You, you and your husband travel a lot, fair to a lot. Would you say? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. There's there's definitely you know a lot of a lot of travel. I wouldn't put my, myself in that category. Right. right. <laughs> and so where where is your one of your favorite places? Favorite places. Or most interesting. Um, we were in Turkey, I think, also two years ago. And I really liked this place in Turkey called Cappadocia. It's kind of in northern-ish Turkey. And uh, it, it just has these really cool rock formations. They call it uh, fairy chimneys. And you, I, I can't describe it. You just have to Google the picture and you'll see mm-hmm. what I mean. And it was really cool. Um, do, do they look like fairy chimneys? Is that kind of the idea? What it was, it was supposed to be like a gazillion years ago. Um, it was uh, some kind of soft stone and it was like an ocean or something. So it kind of like just made all sorts of interesting holes and in places in this part of the world. And then the water washed away so you're left with all these kind of like water eroded areas so they're cool. just like really cool looking rocks oh, very cool. and uh, they're really famous for their um, hot air balloon rides so Ooh. yeah very nice nice cool uh, I don't know if I said this already but Rena is a doctor which is really cool <laughs> now, are, are we saying PhD doctor no um we're talking about a, a medical guy. doctor. <laughs> and a PhD? Is that what you do? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's, let's educate Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a... Well, I'm not sure how common this joke is, but I think it's... I heard this term in Toronto first. We, we call the... Well, some Toronto people mm-hmm. call a PhD <laughs> doctors a NARD, a.k.a. Stands for not a real doctor. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
like it. Yeah, I like it. Where the expression comes from. <laughs> but great. but I think they're actually the real doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, you have doctor of dentistry, doctor of medicine, doctor right. of like chiropractic. Oh, there's all sorts of. Like, so you can be a doctor, doctor. So just be like MD. That that would be the best way of calling calling but, us. Now, oh, you're, you're being very diplomatic right now, but behind the scenes, you know that you're like I'm the real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's neat because. At least for, for me, the place, maybe the age or the group of people I'm with right now, um, I meet a lot of med students. Like, everyone I meet is in, in med school or going to med school. Mm-hmm. And you made it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. You don't see many people who've got past it. Not, yeah, not, yeah. not sort of in there. A lot of people are around med school. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But you have to wonder <laughs> how many people actually go through it. Oh no! Like once you're in, they really—it's really hard for you to be kicked out. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. So you have to of... do something really bad. Oh, okay, really, really bad. <laughs> have but... you seen anybody kicked out? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I've seen close calls. Sure, sure. Yeah. There was a, a girl a couple of years ahead of me. No, no names, of course. Okay. And I—I'm not sure if there were criminal charges, but I knew that she was caught stealing visa cards of other oh, classmates oh, wow. at parties or something. And they, they didn't kick her out. I think they kept her oh. back hmm. a year or something like that. But she's uh, she's doing okay. So okay. nothing related to. Being a doctor, though, nothing no. related to... No. Okay, anything yeah. medical. Yeah. 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 But you want to bring cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you talk about your experience in med school or how, how the process was? Yeah. Um, I mean... Actually, sorry. Just mm-hmm. to begin, could you tell us what your undergrad was in? I did um, <laughs> an undergrad at Ottawa U in biology okay. with a minor in biotech, which is... <laughs> um, okay, and uh, and then I went to Ottawa U for medical school, and then Western for my residency. Okay, so Ottawa U was a med school. Yeah, walk, walk us through the experience of being in med school. Well, I think it's like the ultimate kind of like a career of delayed gratification. It almost it almost <laughs> felt like going back to high school because. Um, I think I'm not sure what the enrollment is now, but when I was in med school, it was about 150 uh, per year, oh. and 50 of that is in the French program. So after orientation, I never really saw them again because <laughs> we would have class at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So you know, so you're really in this one classroom of about 100 people or so, and you know, it just it really felt like I was back in high school again. Um, you know, in the sense that you know, I I was a student for six more years. When people that I went to undergrad with, you know, got jobs, got married, and now some getting divorced, you know, you just felt like mm-hmm. you felt like you were a student, and yeah, well, yeah, everyone yeah. was kind of moving on with their lives, if, if you know right. what I mean. So yeah. It was, yeah, it really felt like I was back in high school again. There was, you know, there's cliques, and uh, I don't know. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> was it at all similar to Grey's Anatomy? No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. no, not at all. The question had to be asked. I've never seen this show. I've watched clips, but... Way more boring. I, but I, okay. I was never really into the medical shows. I think I watched season one of Grey's Anatomy. That was about it. I never watched ER and things. And I specifically remember, like, after this one exam, people were like, oh, do you, do you remember that one question? Like, thank God I watched ER a few weeks ago. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> it was oh. actually useful. And I do not well, I don't watch ER. So, so your fellow students watched medical shows. You just totally didn't. I didn't have cable. <laughs> oh, that could do it. That could do it. You don't watch House? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've watched yeah, a few episodes. Do. <laughs> I don't know, it's always TB or lupus. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's always lupus. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so that's cool. So, you know, you obviously went through all your courses. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how long was it at, at U Ottawa? So, four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, so eight, eight and total. then, yeah, and then two at London, uh, uh, Western, yeah. So, you did your residency at the, the, the University of Western? Yeah, but I was, I mean, yes, but residency, essentially, you're just, uh, you're working for the hospital for peanuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that works. I didn't even realize they had a, ho- they have a hospital on campus. Is that what it is, or, um, or is it a clinic? It, it's just a hospital that's associated with Western. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So it's a couple sense. of hospitals yeah. around. Okay, sure. Like that. Sure, yeah. cool. That's cool. Like okay. we, we have one on Riverside, right? Yeah. Like a, res- or I see like the U Ottawa sign. Uh, I mean, here, like, you know, you'll find medical students at Riverside, Civic, at General, at um, uh, Montfort, Queensway, you'll find them. Oh, okay. Okay. Makes sense. 
And uh, so you were saying at, at Western, you're mm-hmm. pretty much just a doctor. Yeah. Doing doctor Getting stuff. paid for peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said it's voice now. So. <laughs> I mean, it's actually not that bad, especially when you don't have a lot of time to spend the peanuts. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Man. That's fair. Um, but uh, but it's a bit scary, you know, like because um, you're finally an MD and then you're just trying really hard not to not to mess up. That's all. Yeah, I want to talk about that. The um, it's obviously it must be a super stressful job. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? And I'm wondering how maybe how you deal with it or how you know other uh, of your peers deal with stress or is it you know do you get used to it after a while? I don't know. I, I, I still don't think I'm very good at dealing with stress. Mm-hmm. I think you just take it as it you know kind of get dumped on you. Um, you know, it just really depends on what rotation you're on, like who your bosses are and how hard of an ass they are. And <laughs> there are definitely people who, you know, who are slave drivers and there's lots of bad times. So I don't know. I, I, I'm still not very good, right. I think, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. For example, like, you know, when I was in London, like, if I had surgical rotation, I remember I had this one boss that was particularly bad. I think he was also going through a divorce at the time, so he yeah. really had, like, no life outside of his work. And he would round, he would want to, like, we have to, like, be at the hospital, like, you know, I have to, like, get on my house at 5.30 and, like, get to the oh, hospital wow. and start waking up everyone before, because I mean, you want to round on all the patients before you go, uh, go to uh, surgery. And then surgery all day, and then, like, at the end of the day, you have to round one more time. It just, you know, you have a really long day, and after a month, I really wanted to uh-huh. <laughs> not be there. Right. But, uh, but I, I, I think I, I, I can't say for other people, but, you know, I, and I also think it's just looking back, like, hindsight is just makes everything look rosier and easier mm-hmm. than it actually was but I, it wasn't too bad I think it's you know I think most people can, can deal with it I don't right. think like you know doctors are superhuman by mm-hmm. yeah. sure yeah. Uh, when so now that you're practicing and yeah. you know you're completely finished with yeah. the education part of it yeah. and the residency um, is it what you expected it would be? Uh, I mean <laughs> 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 I think the the part and, and, and I know I, I knew this you know going going out into the workforce it's like you, they you don't get taught the business side of things as much right. and that's always and people say that you know you learn uh, first year of working like more than you learned in your entire residence and I think that's very true. Oh. Um, I mean, let's say uh, for family medicine, there are just so many different models of family medicine that, you know, which model do you want to work for? How hard do you want to work? How important is, is it, you know, like, do you want to just make a lot of money or do you want to have good patient care? And do you want to mix of that? And, you know, do you want to get pregnant and have kids and just all those life issues that get mixed in with the work right. that I think those are the harder things to learn. Um, kind of predict so so is it what I wanted yes and no I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know <laughs> yeah, yeah I forgot to distinguish you're not uh, doc, saying you're a doctor is like saying you're a, uh, a laborer you know like it's it's, no, it's okay we're the mechanics of human bodies yeah there's no nice, nice. Nice. I know people like like specifics you are a family doctor yeah correct right and uh, so does that mean you work at um, like a walk-in clinic is that what it would be so, kind of so yeah, so that's one model of okay. uh, type of um, a fa- uh, what a family doctor can, uh, can do. So, you know, there's walk-in clinics. There's um, other models where, you know, like, you know, not everyone's family doctor works at a walk-in clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's definitely family doctors who work in the emergency room. Oh, yeah. uh, and, like I would say about, I think, almost 50% of uh, emergency doctors in Ottawa and the surroundings are family doctors. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, so, <laughs> so and there's, there's a lot of other things you can do, too. Like, you know, if you have an interest in skin, if you have an interest in travel medicine, there's a lot of different niches you can get into, mm-hmm. like pain or um, more palliative stuff or, or counseling. So there's a lot of niches that, you know, if you discover that's where your interest lies, you can kind of go um, go down that path. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is, is there a niche you're interested in? 
I'm not 100% sure yet. That's good. I just want to get away from school and <laughs> politics and hospitals. When, That's uh, fair. Once you're in uh, one area, is it like how easy is it to move around if you're not happy there, if you find something you think you might like more? Um, that depends. Like, you know, for example, like if I'm a family doctor and then I work for a while and if I'm not happy, you know, for no, whatever reason I want to become like a surgeon or like a radiologist, like something completely different, then I would have to go back to school. Okay. They might account for the time that I've already spent in residency, residency in terms of training, but I have to go back to school okay. for like at least a couple more years in that specialty. Sure. Okay. Yeah. One of, uh, one of the things you, you just touched on, uh, I guess a few questions ago yeah. is that you were just talking about just differences in terms of learning the business and mm-hmm. things of that sort. Um, now I don't really know much about this subject, yeah. so forgive sure. me if this is this out of left field. But from my understanding, Apple Tree sort of lures doctors to work for them because mm-hmm. they take care of that business side, and yes. the doctors can just focus on practicing. So, so what mm-hmm. walking clinics are very good at is you know they get the people who are young. Or relatively healthy, they just need something. They just need something done, right? Yeah. They're not, you know, an eighty-year-old with twenty different medications and like ten medical problems on board. Because those patients, you're not necessarily, you know, making huge changes in their lives on a per visit basis. But there's a lot of issues for you to deal with, you know. So you can just spend like half an hour talking about something. But you know, like you know, versus one of you guys coming in, just like you know, I need a, I need a note mm-hmm. for work because right. I had. The stomach flu last week or something, and then boom—that's like how much much money that I can just charge you right there, right? Yeah. So, so, so that's what they call they they're calling that skimming like the cream off of because <laughs> those are the easy money. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, for example, like another example would be um, ophthalmology, ophthalmology. So, eye doctors, yeah. and uh, this is what I hear. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is all hearsay. But for example, people. Um, you know, are there as you hear? There's a lot of uh, there's a long wait list to get cataract surgeries, and oh, yeah. um, it's it's it, you know a long time ago cataract surgeries used to take a while, but with improved technology now it takes a shorter amount of time. So the surgery that they used to do that required more time, you know, and now it's easy, but they can never they can never uh, pay the doctor less. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, I, the, the fastest cataract surgery I've ever seen was like on YouTube, some Japanese doctor. I think he did it in like 30 seconds, like one eye. Oh, wow. So, so, you know, it's, 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 um, there's, let's just put it this way. I've, I've heard that sometimes it's hard for, uh, it's hard to convince ophthalmologists to specialize. So for example, in pediatric ophthalmologists, because you make more money as a general ophthalmologist. Yeah, yeah. So, so why would you, unless you really love it, you know, <laughs> why? Oh, wow. So, you know, like, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, people aren't doing the right thing for the right reason, but oh. there are, there's other, yeah. So how long does a typical uh, cataract surgery take? Is it five minutes or is it an hour? But it, it depends because, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. the the nurse have to do all the pre-op things and then right. they wheel you in, they say, which eye, and then sure. they get going, but like... Like forty-five minutes, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a heck of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I never really thought about the business side of, of medicine. I always just kind of assume that you are sick and you go to the doctor, and they look at you, and then you leave. <laughs> never. <laughs> but I guess you have like paperwork you have to do and keep overheads and, and yeah things like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're like you know, well this like this visit could have you know should I use because every everything you do is a code you know do i use this code do i use that code or you know there's and there's uh the government have like incentives like you know how many however uh percentage of your patients you know got the flu shot this year then they give you more money or oh, you know, percentage really? of people uh uh you've talked to about uh, stopping smoking right. which is always a good idea yeah. uh yeah. you know there's always <laughs> there's always these like bonuses and incentives oh neat mm-hmm. Sounds kind of fun, actually. Like, <laughs> it's like getting like, an achievement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is yeah, something like that. Huh. Um, before we, I could talk about this all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should get our sponsor uh, on, though. Absolutely. So, our sponsor this week is a really interesting new product. It's called the Allbrella. So, this is a unique solution to staying warm and dry in any weather. 
We all know that Ottawa can throw pretty much any kind of weather conditions at different parts of the city, no matter the time of year. Now, right now it's fall again, and that means it could rain or it could dip to freezing on any given day, and we'll see snow before too long. The umbrella can help you deal with all kinds of unpleasant weather. So it has a carbon fiber reinforced umbrella, which is resistant to breaking. And so that lets wind pass through it, but it stops rain and hail. Uh, it has a space heating function that'll keep you warm while you're waiting for the bus. Even better, it can actually dispense rock salt from the handle to help you melt sidewalks in the winter. And all of this comes in a package the size of a normal umbrella, and it only weighs three pounds. So get your umbrella now, and you won't have to suffer through Ottawa's crazy weather ever again. Umbrella keeps you safe and dry. It sounds too good to be true. It does. Well, you know what the problem is? It sounds expensive. And, you know, like, everyone loses their umbrella. You know? Yeah. Like, sounds... Can you imagine losing uh, that umbrella? Yeah. <laughs> so, they didn't mention the price, which I assume means that it's expensive. Yeah, that's, that's always the worst. When they don't mention But yeah. the, one of the things I didn't even mention, it actually has a homing beacon. So, if you lose it, you can just find it. Um, yeah. Rena, have you ever experienced weather in Ottawa? Keegan does this every week. Where whether it's uh, a news event or whether it's a sponsor or something, he tries to ask the guest a question that ties in. That's pretty organic. Was it organic? Have you ever experienced weather in I mean, Ottawa? I, could, I should have phrased it better. Yeah, it was very vague. <laughs> Do you want another try, or are you going to stick with what you had? Um. What's the craziest weather you've ever experienced in Ottawa? I like it. That's better. Crazy. Where you made weather. it needed an all umbrella. Yeah. Well, we were at Folk Fest on Thursday and mm-hmm. it was pretty. Down the door. And cold, yeah. yeah. And you were saying you were on on top of a building? No, no, no. We had to, um, at Folk Fest, you had to park at the Canada Post building and we oh, were like, I see. on the top floor. There. Oh, I yeah. got it. Kind of on top of the So that is something you enjoy doing, going to music festivals? Not too much. I'm okay. really old. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I've seen Arcade Fire twice. Cool. Uh, at the craziest concert, um, not, 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 not the concert itself, just the total experience. I was, um, I was in London doing my residency and I found out that MGMT which I really liked at the time was uh, holding a concert in Toronto on a weekday nice. and then no one wanted to come with me so I said heck with you all I'm going myself <laughs> I was in geriatrics at the time so it was a pretty chill rotation okay. <laughs> and so like as soon as clinic was done I was like changing the car driving my way to Toronto and uh, and then I was by myself so it was very easy for me to like make it to the front yeah. of the, yeah. the concert nice. if you know what I mean and I, then I remembered why I never wanted to be in a mosh pit in the first place uh, <laughs> oh, no. and then I made friends with these like 18 year olds who told us that who told me that um, Andre and uh, Andrew, Andrew or Andrew, I don't know. Uh, the leads that the band would come yeah. out after the gig and they would sign your autographs and they're really oh. nice. They give you hugs if you wanted hugs. Wow. And I never went through like a boy band phase when I was young. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna get my hug from Andrew. I'm gonna wait here. So so I got my hug from Andrew Sweet. and I was like super excited and I was on my way <laughs> driving my driving back to London. Uh, like at two in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so excited. I wasn't paying attention at all. Oh. And I finally. Realized uh, I was out of gas. Oh no! <laughs> when I was approaching Paris, Ontario, I discovered there's a Paris, Ontario, which makes sense. There's a London, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the first gas station the GPS directed me, directed me to was a cornfield. Oh. <laughs> and the second second gas station it was it was a small town, so obviously it was closed at three in the morning. So oh, so no. I slept in my car. Oh no! <laughs> this. Uh, this guy was, you know, like a typical plaid shirt and like a Timmy's coffee mug, like knocked on my door. Small the town. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> He's got a can of gas already in his hand. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I got my gas and I drove back to uh, to London, took a shower, and went to work the next day. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that was my most... Uh, the thing people do for MGMT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not impressed with the rest, I guess, uh, second or third CD. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so what, what else do you like to... Do? Oh, I, I, there's a list of your um, hobbies and activities that you do here. Do you want to talk about any of them? Uh, sure. Um, I, don't, I don't do much. I went to Canterbury for visual arts 
And then I went to biology and I don't know what happened with that. But, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I was really into all that stuff. And I still, I'm still pretty much into photography because that's mm-hmm. like the easiest kind of art to do with limited time. But I, I wish I could kind of get back into painting and drawing and, yeah. and those things that I used to do more of. Um, uh, those skills came in handy because I just got married recently and I kind Congrats. of planned everything. So thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You plan the whole thing yourself? Is that yourself? Yeah. I'm, I'm very, like, you know, hands-on and OCD, so... <laughs> it's, like, my way or the highway. I don't think I was the bridezilla, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Well, the, the bridezilla never knows. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, I was really nice. Okay. Yeah. okay. I didn't even ask for, for um, a bridal shower, because I just... It's more stuff I don't need. So, yeah. So, yeah. like... My bridesmaid didn't have to do anything. Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> uh, and the wedding was real neat because uh, you are an Asian person yes. for the listeners. If, if anyone skipped past the picture, like, <laughs> nope, this podcast. Uh, and your husband is very Polish, I would say. <laughs> yeah. On the scale of how yeah. Polish are you? <laughs> um, and you, your, your wedding kind of incorporated um, both sides of that. Do you want to talk about that? Ah uh, yeah, so so I think being Polish al- almost means you're Catholic because like it's like ninety nine point nine 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 percent are are Catholic. So so you know I'm not Catholic, um, and uh, so we had to do in order to be married at a Catholic church, we had to do like the Catholic marriage course, right. which was actually which was helpful. I have to say I, I thought it was very helpful, and uh, and um, and just to kind of. Um, just to kind of, uh, I guess, get to know the more, like, because I'm not very religious at all, so, like, this whole, like, Catholicism was very new to me, and, like, what the different part of, like, the wedding ceremony, um, I just thought it was very interesting. Oh, neat. Um, probably not going to start attending church regularly afterwards, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I really liked what um, the deacons, you know, the sermon that he said at my at my ceremony, I thought it was very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the for the reception, we tried to do um, some Polish traditions, some Chinese traditions, and uh, the Polish tradition we did is um, it's uh, bread and salt. So the parents welcome you into the reception uh, hall with uh, bread and salt, and you're dipping the bread into the salt, and you're eating it. I th- there's different things, but I, I th- what I understand is that the bread is supposed to represent kind of like the good things um, in your marriage and life, but don't forget you know, the hardship, which is represented by the salt. So, like, just remember there'll be good things and bad things in your marriage. So, try to work it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's good also a, yeah, yeah. There's also a vodka and water ceremony. There has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so they don't tell you which one is vodka, which one's water, and whoever drinks the vodka is supposed to be the one that's wearing the pants in the marriage. I got the water, which oh, I think okay. was total, you know, total. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <That's it. laughs> and uh, the Chinese part is it's kind of funny because my parents uh, were from mainland China, so, you know, they grew up under communism. So, sure. so kind of when I asked him about traditions, he's like, traditions? Like, <laughs> you know, we just went to, like, whatever the equivalent of city hall yeah. is and got permission <laughs> oh. to marry my fellow comrade. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know, we just get really drunk. <laughs> so we did the tea ceremony, which, like, my dad didn't even know what it was about, actually. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, what is this? Very cool. <laughs> so we, we had that, so we just, you know, Drink tea as a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the lion dance. Yeah, that was which awesome. I think you guys probably enjoyed. Yeah, was, yeah. They, they were just. Have you guys ever seen lion dancing? They're, they're like these big, like parade-like things almost with. They're really long ones with like eight or ten people underneath. Mm-hmm, yeah, oh, okay, they dance cool. around, yeah. they bang a big drum, and nice. cool. they're all up in our faces. It's yeah, very, cool. very cool. Like you had people come in yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. Very cool. Oh. Like, snake through the room. Oh, that's that's super cool. Oh. That's awesome. It was bad timing because they told me to change into my Chinese dress, and then like as I'm changing upstairs, I heard the music. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you had a, a costume change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the lack of a better term. Yeah. So, uh, what was like, your first? Was sort of like just a more traditional type thing, or, or uh, was I was gonna have like a special Chinese dress made, like Keegan, like when you guys got married, Anna wore a Chinese dress. She did. Yeah. Uh, sh- well, you guys had two separate ceremonies, right? Yeah. So that, that makes nice. sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> but that's interesting. So midway through, you change from your yeah white your, your typical white, okay yeah your classic dress to to uh, red. Uh, are all Chinese dresses red? Because uh, this is just my second experience with it. <laughs> Anna had a red dress. I think most and weddings. Yeah, pretty, yeah. weddings. I yeah. see. Okay. Okay. Very cool. I color. No, I'm not all Chinese yeah, dresses, but like the the, the yeah. wedding dresses. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So, okay, that's good to know. Like red and gold, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. very cool. There's a reason I think Anna told me. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's lucky. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anna <laughs> told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Funny how that works. Uh, I always found the the marriage, the the traditions of the wedding really mm-hmm. interesting. So uh, my sister got married a, a few years back, and you know, my like I, I was raised Muslim, and my my my. My parents and my mom, especially, you know, she she really held on to some of the traditions, yeah. and I guess they had a lot of different tra- traditions over there. And my brother-in-law, uh, he's uh, Muslim as well, just the other kind of Muslim, and he uh, <laughs> the Shiites and, <laughs> and Sunnis, okay. that's it. And uh, and his family also had you know all these different traditions, and, Is that and you know, that's great. Uh, you know what? I feel like. You can talk to two people in the same city, and it'll be that different. <laughs> so it came to the point where they're talking about all these things, and I, I, I was sitting sort of in a background as we're planning yeah. all this, some all this stuff, and uh, I just felt like there was a certain point in time where I'm like, "You're making this up." <laughs> it, it just it came out of nowhere, and so they were deciding on what traditions to follow up on, and I feel like. I feel like some of them were just like just coming up with ideas to be like, oh, this would be really funny or embarrassing for people. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and the one that, that that they ended up going with was uh, my younger brother. So my younger brother, I think he was about nineteen or twenty at the time. This guy's about six two. Uh, who's you know, and, and my brother in law is probably about five eight five nine. And what he needed to do was my younger brother was supposed to go up to my brother in law in front of the whole ceremony, pull on his leg three times. And say, uh, you know, give me a gift. And then, you know, he'd get a gift and then again, he'd, he'd do it twice more. So three times total. And for me, it just looked, and, and I think it's supposed to happen with a child, like mm-hmm. a small young child. And that would make sense. You know, think, picture a small yeah. young child yeah. going up to this tall guy, pulling on his pant leg, and that makes sense. But to have the guy, child being taller, <laughs> it just seemed awkward. And there came a point where I'm like, I feel like some of this is made up. But, yeah. but then again, the people who have these traditions, it's just like, okay, well, I mean, if, if it's been going on for years yeah. and years, I mean, that's, that, that's mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, some of the things that you just mentioned, especially the stuff with a lot of like, you know, deep meaning behind it. I, 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 I love that stuff, but the, uh, yeah, there, there are just sometimes when, you know, you see certain traditions <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Even the, the Catholic garter tradition, it yeah. just seems yeah yeah I, like I understand when there's a virgin bride and the husband and they're sort of getting together for the first time spend their first night together sure. I understand how it's symbolic and it would definitely be embarrassing for them but yeah. but mo- in modern ceremonies it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it's it, yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's just embarrassing it and, seems yeah. like a fun thing but yeah, yeah. no it's interesting we but, didn't do it. anyway all, uh, you didn't do it <laughs> all that to say congratulations on your wedding and it sounds like it was uh uh, an intricate ceremony at the very least. <laughs> and, and kind of speaking of those traditions, um, you came from uh, a family with a specific kind of set of traditions and, mm-hmm. and your husband did as well. Um, what What do you think, or I'm sure you're thinking ahead to having kids and what do you think that's going to be like um, having both influences? They get messed up. <laughs> <laughs> So we talk about it. Um, I, I, you know, one of the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I went to Chinese school on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Tom went to Polish school on Saturdays. So what are they going to do on Saturdays? And I told Tom, I'm like, you know, like, what country do you think is going to be the superpower? <laughs> 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 well, that's a good one. Oh, I like that. I mean, we say that, you know, like, you know, maybe like half the summer they'll like, go off with one grandparent to one country and maybe next year or the other half of the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's difficult to find find that balance. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that for you guys but cause, because with us we're just going to put them in Polish school because I don't really speak like right. I don't speak Chinese at all right. or Cantonese or Mandarin. Um, so it's not an issue but yeah could you both Tom is very fluent and you are fluent in, yeah. in your respective languages. We were saying that, um, like, both Tom and I are not very, we're not very sporty people. Mm-hmm. We're not coordinated at all. <laughs> um, 
if I took violin lessons, you know, that's, you know, piano or the violin, like one of the two instruments that <laughs> <laughs> Coach plays. And uh, I quit uh, yeah. in grade two. Okay. And, uh, and so we have no artistic or sp- uh, athletic aspirations for our children, but damn it, they have to learn four languages. <laughs> yeah. I like that. English, French, yeah. Polish, mm-hmm. Chinese. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. That's fun. That's cool. And and so... How that will pan out, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So is your is it just that your your family, you know, comes from, you know, ch- you know mainland China, mm-hmm. or, or did you live there at a certain point? I came to Canada when I was uh, in... Uh, grade four I think okay so 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 it's, so it's you know I had a fair um, I guess exposure you know yeah. to, to to like I like I came fairly um, I'm not sure late like um, it's the right word but but I was always uh, like I said I was not into sports so I read a lot so <laughs> I think I did keep maybe a bit more language skills than some other children that okay. would have been around the same age right so so and I and I still I don't watch Chinese television so I find it's really boring. Like, <laughs> Asian television, sure. But but I do like I keep up with the news and the politics oh, and things. Okay. I sure. just find it interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't mind if my my children were you know at least exposed to that. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Um, we should get to our classic Ottawa section so that people know. Yeah, let's what's let's happening. Do that. So, Classic Ottawa is our news section. So, it's, uh, yeah, there's a few news stories. I know we tried last week and we just could not find something that we just wanted to talk about because yeah, it was really somber. Very depressing news. Somber week in news last week. But this week, all it's fun. all different. It's all fun. Uh, starting with, oh, yeah, the, um, the Science and Tech Museum closed, uh, down, I think it was late last week. Due to mold, the uh, the closing of the museum was mourned by citizens who fondly remember all the inspiring attractions the museum offered. There's uh, there's a crazy kitchen. Uh, that's that that's about it. <laughs> that's all I remember. I, I went in that really recently, oh, yeah? and it made me sick. Like I really I almost threw up. Is that right? Yeah, I just like stood in it. I was like. Ugh. Oh, I thought you meant because of the mold, but you mean oh, in the no, kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Ah, we should have wrote that. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, it's good. Uh, that, you know, maybe, maybe this is what it needs to finally get a new building. Yeah. Did you know, I mean, that that was a former, like, bakery or something like that. Really? Yeah, it, it was it was something really small, and it was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the temporary home of the Science and Tech Museum. Hmm. And then 50 years passed, and they're like, we're still waiting on a new building. <laughs> uh, so, something like 80% of their, you know, exhibits are, are currently in storage. Oh, wow. These are things that I've learned through doors open. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another thing that uh, that's in the news is that uh, the NCC, the National Capital, Capital Commission, Commission, that's what it is, I was thinking, did the end, was the end natural? Oh, natural? <laughs> national? What was it? Uh, anyway, the NCC, they were eyeing uh, a major new capital landmark on the Breton Flats. Uh, they, uh, so they reached out this week to local businesses for ideas that would make the space uh, a home to a new landmark for the city. Ottawa weighed in on the, on the side of some of the more popular options. For example, maybe a professional sports arena. The Canadian Tire Center is so far away, and we're so lazy. So there's that. (laughs) Throwback to a previous podcast, Soho developers would probably want to jump in on this condo tower landmark because they want to be 50 stories. (laughs) I don't know if you caught this, but about a few weeks ago, Rena, there was was an article about Soho, uh, which is a condo developer, sort of, I guess. Uh, They want to uh, build... A fifty-story set of towers downtown, okay. and uh, you know they said that you know in order to have something that tall, you need to it needs to be classified as a landmark, I guess, yeah. or, or something that that really adds to the environment. Okay. To have substance. That's it. And basically, their thing was just two towers and you know what what like something connecting it up top, yeah. like a bridge. <laughs> so they're like, no, it's not going to count. But, anyway. <laughs> but maybe on the Britain flats, yeah. who knows? They're talking about moving the museum there too. Sorry. Yeah, they are. For real? Yeah, Science Attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Someone said that once. Yeah, I think. <laughs> once upon a time. We'll see. Um, Rena, you mentioned Folk Fest. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so Folk Fest organizers, they're refusing to pay a noise bylaw uh, or a, a, a fine because of they violated a noise bylaw. Um, we're absolutely not surprised because their festival apparently had a slogan that was Folk the World. Yep. According to our last week's <laughs> podcast. Uh, and the majority of complaints came from teenagers urging the festival to turn down that dame, damn folk music. I messed it up. <laughs> damn it. Um, damn it. Yeah, I just learned about folk music on yeah, the last week. podcast. I didn't Literally know. last week. I thought folk just meant like, I thought it was like an umbrella, like, like rock. <laughs> meant guitars. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but it's, uh, not, it's not classically. I mean, uh, stereotypically allowed music. Rena, was it? I, you were there. Who, who did you see at Folk Fest? Uh, we saw Lord. We saw Serena Ryder, which I'm not. I don't, you know, not quite folk. folk yeah. Music. yeah. Didn't didn't there was Lord a... win like the best rock album or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or something like that. Okay, so I'm confused already. That's like Kanye West. <laughs> Fest. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's there, true. we did no see cares. like kind of like a bluegrass band. Uh, this tiny stage near the entrance. Oh, no. <laughs> but they were there. They were there. And I, I can't remember their name. Yeah. But they were pretty good. They were very energetic. That's cool. Middle well, you'd have, you'd have cool. to be. Yeah. Middle age, too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, guys, we played a folk fest. Um, another piece of news. Um, the Ottawa Zombie Walk. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. The zombie Walk? Yeah. Uh, so it's in jeopardy, apparently. One of the major sponsors of the annual event pulled out, quoting uh, that... Brains really isn't on message with the company's mis- uh, mission statement, <laughs> yeah. which which is fair. Um, other representatives from the organization said zombies are so 2012. That's also true. They are. In, 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 that's actually the opposite of what what's actually going on. I think it's getting too big that they can't afford to pay for like the road closures and the detours and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe they're not so 2012. No, they started the funding campaign. They're trying to raise $5,000 to make up for their sponsorship. 5000 Yeah. It's like a zombie walk on the sidewalk. It is, but I guess it's just too many people. Yeah, so they said it was 3,500 people last year. year. Yeah. yeah. Which is like their record. Like yeah. a zombie walk in a park somewhere you don't have to close them. <laughs> Zombie, zombie yeah. walk on the red and flats. Yeah, that's it. That's great. Uh, and oh, this just happened uh, recently. Uh, a man smashed a downtown CBC window with a sledgehammer. Uh, early reports suggest that this was a uh, part of the Conservative Party's plan. Uh, wow. Early reports take two. <laughs> Early reports suggest that this was part of the Conservative Party's plan to dismantle the CBC. It's a good first step. There's uh, there's another joke in there. It disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't as good. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's... uh, I, I, I haven't seen, I haven't heard anything about the repercussions of that, but yeah, who just walks around, first of all, with, with a sledgehammer? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess if you wear a construction hat, you can pretty much do anything. <laughs> Is that true? I think so, because I, I lived at a, a university residence, and there was some guy who apparently stole, like, the copper, it, it was like, a, it was almost like a... Piping? Almost like molding, not, it, it, was, mm-hmm. it, it covered sort of the side of the ceiling. And he just had a ladder, and he just stole a bunch of this. And I guess the the the, the maintenance workers were like, "Yeah, you know, they're they're doing some work in the ceiling." And like this guy just took off. Nobody knows wow. who it was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just kind of stole things oh. because he was like wearing <laughs> legit construction stuff. <laughs> well, copper's expensive. Well, well yeah, there are reports of people stealing it from like power lines. Yeah, no, that's not, it's a real thing. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, interesting. Um, we are. Running short on time, oh, I want to get to our last segment. Which did we? Did you decide a different one? Yeah, we're going to do. Um, I asked the questions around here. I think. Uh, I just want to before we get to it though. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of time for both. Uh, I want to talk to you, Rena, mm-hmm. about what are some of the things you enjoy the most about Ottawa? Oh shoot! I was forgetting this. The most about um, fall's coming up, so I really like. I really like going for a walk in the Gatineau Parks. Okay. Pink Leg with all the changing colors. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, we uh, cross-country ski in the winter um, a lot. I'm a horrible skater. Me I too. learned to fall <laughs> gracefully from Mr. Bat Skater. That's that's the first step. <laughs> um, 
And so those are the things I'm looking forward to, but uh, not looking forward to winter. Okay. Did I hear that you like uh, the tulips? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, who, who doesn't, right? That's true. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, not, not many people maybe take the time to, and people don't understand. Well, we talked about in previous episodes the reasons why it's uh, a big thing in Ottawa. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Uh, what about, and you said something about the canal, too, I think, earlier? Yeah, yeah. Now, do you do you actually do activities on the canal or just around? You know, if I could afford a million-dollar house, you know, right on the canal. <laughs> that would be I ideal. I run on the canal every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Now, I, I mean, do you take, like, any of the boats on, on the canal? or? I've or never just... been in one of those things. I haven't either. I just I hear good things. But, yeah. uh, anyway, one of those things. Okay. Uh, so... I always mean to do that. I never find time. I'm always like, I'm going to take a boat on the canal. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to do the same thing. Like, I've heard, like, paddle boating's a real big thing on the canal. I canoed. Paddle boating? And, oh, you have canoed? Yeah. Oh, very cool. It was fine. It was pretty boring. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll try it out. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I'm just afraid of falling into the, the canal. Because you don't want to fall into the canal. Yeah. I feel like it's one that you canoed, canoed before. before or I have, I've have canoed back home. I haven't canoed in Ottawa. Uh, but, uh, but that's it. Home being Elliot Lake, yeah. my paradise. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Is that where you're from? Yeah. Never, never mentions it. No, never. Uh, so this last segment is called "I Ask the Questions Around Here." Yeah. Um, and it's where we have our we we spend most of this podcast just barraging mm-hmm. our guests with questions, and so we think it's nice to to shift the the power balance, and our guests can ask us a question. It could be a serious question. It could be a silly question. We have to answer it. We're not allowed to pass. That's, yeah, that's the rule I just made up. Uh-oh. No, no passing. Um, yeah. So, Rena, whatever question you want to ask, the three of us will answer. Okay, um, Keegan. Oh, it can be the same question. It can be the same question. Yeah. No, wait. Oh, it, it is the okay. same question. Yeah, ask the same question. Oh, the same question. Yeah. Okay, that's so, three different. It's not like oh, a, a medical question. She was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smoke? Uh, No, it could be more elaborate than that. (laughs) How about where do you guys see yourself in 10 years or five years if that's too long? That's a good question. Okay. What are we going with? Are we going with 10 or 5? Whichever one. Let's go 10. Let's go 10. 10 10 years, um, I would like to have my own classroom and be a regular teacher working towards maybe even like a vice principal like moving into that like kind of range and I'll also have a brown belt in jiu-jitsu which is the second highest one not the highest no it takes a long time to get a black belt <laughs> I don't know if I have the constitution to that's true to do it in 10 years I'm pretty sure you're going to quit after the next fight. <laughs> if you lose in the sex fight. I'm, 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 I've been dieting. Like, I started last week, and I'm dieting all the way to October 25th for a, a jiu-jitsu fight. And I hate it. And, and so I was telling Mom that if I, if I do all this work and run and diet and lose, I will stop doing everything. <laughs> so I no will to live. Yeah, that sounds great. But yeah, that's my 10-year plan. Okay. And have a bunch of babies as well. Uh-oh. A bunch. Yeah, there you go. Or children, whatever, whatever they'll be. <laughs> there you go. What uh, I think that my main goal in ten years or so is going to be to not to to be able to be doing what I want full time. Right now, I'm doing what I want in addition to work, like in the time outside of my forty hours of work. And so, I'd like to ideally be making videos or or producing some kind of video content in ten years my day job oh okay that's cool uh for me i don't uh i don't know i I think like right now i'm living in this in this condo i I see myself probably moving out to the old burbs uh buying a house probably something something larger i mean like eventually like I, i really like living downtown and stuff like that but i think at a certain point i'll just move out and have uh i don't know just something else uh what else do I imagine? I imagine moving forward in my career. I really hope that I've moved forward by the time 10 years comes comes along. I'm really happy in my job right now. I just think that, you know, moving forward. And uh, by the time the 10-year point hits, I'd like to say that I've left the country. 
I've been to Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, but I don't think that counts. It's oh, literally no, right across. Yeah, that's it. Count. But uh, yeah, I, I, I oh sorry, no, no, I want to live. Sounds like you're like I want to live in in Canada, but I want to. I haven't really visited much in terms of being outside. How about yourself? What do you what do you see yourself in Oh jeez. Um, oh, I just hope that I'm healthy and happy and a kid or two, and hopefully ten years by you know that time all the all the crazy part of you know early childhood <laughs> done and over yeah, with yeah, and yeah. they're decent children yep and uh, that's the goal yeah it's us yeah and, and see more of the world yeah okay cool well that's great Rena we want to thank you again for, for being on the show yes, thank yeah. you thanks um, we have some people coming up next we have Kevin <laughs> Kevin Kennedy has agreed to be on he's a really interesting guy he's just he's one of those guys who just does a bunch of stuff uh, yeah. So that's going to be really neat. Yeah. Good stuff. We have a website. Uh, we w- do. Uh, www.ottawattpodcast.com. I don't know why I said www. I don't usually, but I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I've been mentioning this the past few weeks, but yeah, we have a feedback, feedback form on there. I can't speak anymore. I'm just giving no, up. I can't. Had a full day and that's it. Uh, yeah, we have a feedback form and uh, any feedback that we receive, I mean, we, we always appreciate. And people have been mainly positive, which is nice. Yeah, actually, all positive. Don't break the screen. Don't don't be the compromiser. <laughs> <laughs> but we we certainly have that, and uh, we're on Stitcher Radio now. Stitcher Radio, yeah. We're we're on uh, iTunes. We we were, we've been for a little while. And uh, anything you want to plug, Rena? Um, don't smoke, stay active, and always wear sunscreen. Nice. Hey. <laughs> Doctor <Awkward>. Rina. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, shoot. And yes, oh, I, for- we I forgot to tell you again. I know. We end the show okay. by, and our, I was like, our guests are always like panicked when I say, <laughs> oh, we forgot to tell you this last part you have to do. Uh, we always ask our guests to say, out of what, to end the podcast. So you okay. can like, say it or sing it or yell it in enunciate different parts. Or if you like, so you say it, or drag it out, or don't, and then we'll just cut it right after. Okay. Ottawa. <laughs>